Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 37 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting show here on SoundCloud and iTunes. I am one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by Daryl Fuimano and Eli Downing, with which adjectives have no purpose. Is that right? Does it sound good? <laughs> well, I wasn't a wasn't a big fan. You wasn't you weren't a big fan of that. I think it was a a nice way to start off because really you're so critical of adjectives that we need to address it right at the top. You know, for all the listeners out there, if you didn't know, Eli hates adjectives and hates when they're applied. So well, welcome. They have to be relevant. Mm, mm-hmm. Sure, sure. As dictated by the relevant master, Eli Downing. Yes, I am not. <laughs> I'm not glowing this morning. <laughs> I'm not glowing either. In fact, I'm feeling a little tired. But how are how are both of you guys doing today? Good, just not glowing. Okay. Okay. Well, you don't have to be glowing every day. I, I respect that. You got to conserve mm-hmm. your energy. That's right. <laughs> what, what about you, Daryl? How are you this morning? I'm doing all right, man. Good. Doing all right. Yeah, I feel like it's been uh, a long week. For me, it felt like a long week. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but uh, I'm happy that it's the weekend now. I will say that much. Time for some relaxing, for some gaming, catching up on some media. You know, uh, had my mom in town for about a week, which was wonderful. But it's just, uh, you know, your routine gets thrown off, I guess, is how I'd put it. So I just haven't really been able to do as much of the stuff I normally like to do. Yeah, that's always, uh, always a good time, having family. But yeah, it's definitely like when they go, it's like, ah, my house again, my house again. Right. Yeah, I love my mom, but you know, it was, uh, you're trying to entertain the whole time. So it's like, instead of just coming home and just chilling for the evening and doing stuff around the house, it's like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner or oh, we're going to go swim or like, we're going to go on a hike or so you're kind of doing something mm-hmm. every day. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was a bit exhausted because that followed up the mammoth trip. It was like we went camping for four days and then got back and had two days here. And then my mom showed up for like a week. So mm. it's all kind of bled together. And uh, of course, right before that, I got my PS5 before the camping trip. So mm-hmm. haven't really had a solid just like here's a weekend to just play your new console yet. So I'm looking forward to it this weekend. Is, did you go at mammoth with your with your mom and parents? I did not. I went with Stephanie, and uh, we met four other couples down there. It was actually wow. a, lot, a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's about 10 of us at this campsite. And uh, have you guys been to Mammoth before, by chance? I don't think no. so. Okay, so it's it's near Yosemite, sort of. Um, it's, you know, the Alpine Forest sort of vibe. It's a lot like North Star, so there's like a ski and snowboarding town and sort of like lodge-like town at the bottom of this mountain. And a little bit past that is uh, the campground that we were at. And normally, of course, in the winter, the the ski lifts run right into town, and you'd hop off and have your lodge and your hotel and wherever you're staying. But in the summer, it's just sort of like a kind of resort-looking town. But either way, really cool, and got to do some hiking. And you're at like 10,000-something feet elevation, excuse me, when you're at the campsite, which is really cool. But I, like, started to realize, you know, I was getting winded very easily. (laughs) I was, Mm -hmm. like, just doing, like, some kind of minor manual labor of, like, cooking stuff and, like, pulling the cooler out of the bear locker and all that shit. And I would just be like, wow, I'm winded. And the same thing when we did a hike. And it's just that elevation really can get to you. I didn't, you know, I underestimated it. But 
yeah, it was kind of kind of kicking my ass. And of course, you guys know the story, but for the listeners who don't know, uh, there was a bear that took interest in our campground. Now, when I was leaving for the campsite the day before, I was reading reviews to just try to see if it would have like a shower or if I needed to, you know, just plan on being dirty for a few days, which is, of course, what happened. And the reviews were saying that, oh, I almost always see a bear at this campsite. And I was like, that's hogwash. You know, no way. And the first night we were there, a bear got into our bear locker. Now, it was locked, we thought, but, like, ours was kind of a little jerry-rigged, I think, compared to the other one for our campsite. So either way, the bear got into it, pulled out. What's a bear locker? A bear locker is sort of this, like, metal cabinet that you that has a really rudimentary lock, and you're supposed to put all of your food and all of your toiletries in it overnight because if you leave them in your car, the bear will try to get into your car. If you leave them in your tent, the bear is going to come into your tent. You could get killed by a bear. So it's like mm-hmm. you basically just put it all in one spot, and you make it so the bear can't access it, and that way you're all good. Okay. Well, he did access it, he or she, and ate all of our graham crackers, all of our Oreos, put some <laughs> big old gashes into our bags of chips and our crackers, and... Oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild, just you know, to think about the fact that a bear was walking so close to us in the middle of the night, and yeah, every night there was like coyotes too that were like super loud, like a whole pack of them. It really didn't sound that far away, so it was like <laughs> it was yeah, that, um, it was pretty intense. That, a bear must have upgraded his uh, stealth tree. That seems right. Like smashing through chip bags. There was no crinkly crunchy to wake you guys up or anything. I didn't wake that up. That was a ninja bear right and i would have been like oh it's a raccoon right except we saw the claw marks in the packaging of stuff and i was like that's a fucking bear <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like okay um yeah it was uh it was intense so it was a good time though good time you, luckily you guys, nobody you had, got hurt no no one got hurt no one got hurt i've actually never seen a bear though in person so part of me is like it would be nice to have seen it from a distance right yeah but yeah, it was good. So that was Fourth of July weekend, and yeah, what did you guys end up doing for the fourth? Because we of course recorded early that weekend, so <clears throat> before all the festivities. Ooh, it's kind of a blur to me right now. Yeah, I th- I think I was with my wife's family, and we just had like a barbecue, and that was pretty much it. And like six or seven o'clock in the evening, we started hearing like bangs in in you know in the near distance, so. Sound like a war zone out here in Napa, which is, you know, kind of uncommon, I guess, <laughs> considering where we live. Sure. You know, just hearing all these bangs all over the place. And it went on for quite a while. I think I was hearing those like close to midnight still. Dang. And, and of course, are fireworks illegal in Napa County? Yeah, they still are. Right. Like, there's nowhere where you can like even do those or go watch it, which is pretty unfortunate because i remember a few years ago uh we me and my my family used to go to the country club and watch it a few times Mm. yeah it's the same in sonoma county where they're illegal as well and and it was funny because i was actually worried about that a lot (laughs) when i was on my camping trip where i was like hmm if some people just light fireworks the wrong way and i'm gone i don't have cell reception you know there could be a crazy fire and i'm not going to know about it and i'm like nine hours away so that's all the joys of things you get to think about when you live in a state that has wildfires every year. So, it's a good time. What's your thoughts, Eli, on the fireworks here? Yeah, I'm kind of bummed we don't have them. 
Okay. Uh, they're cool. I like them. But I guess if it's if it's safer not to, then you know it is what it is. Sure. I like the bangs. I like the bangs. What's those little ones? They were like little like pea pea pods or something. Like you would throw them and they oh. would just like do a little <laughs> pop. You know what I'm talking that's about? What, that's what we got. Okay. Little poppers. Yeah, dude, those poppers. are so fun. You just run around throwing those at your friends. I love doing yeah. that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they're not going to actually do anything or hurt anybody, but they just you still don't want to get hit. So it's kind of a fun little like mini dodgeball game. Yeah, Knockout City. Indeed, <laughs> Knockout City. Oh, jeez. So what else you guys been up to any, before we get into the, the nitty-gritty? How, you know, any other trips, anything like that you guys have been doing the last couple, I guess, week and a half here? Yeah, I went to L.A. just last week. I went down there for three days, I think. My wife's family has something going on, and it was also my birthday. So I went down there to visit my family and hang out with them, celebrate my birthday with them. So it was, it was fun, man. I did a lot of things when I was in L.A. Well, happy late birthday, of course, and that is awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, like my wife, she, uh, before we even went to L.A., we stopped at Pismo Beach. That's kind of like our routine to do every year because we went out there for a honeymoon. So we, we tend to go out there at least once a year. And I did ATVs out there for the very first time. Oh, let's go. I've never driven yeah. those. Oh man, it's fun but scary at the same time. Like we were doing it on on the sand dunes, so like, oh man, it, it was just a really fun time. Like just driving on the dunes and like accelerating. Like I was going fast. Like I'm a really slow driver. Like I tend to do the speed limit when I'm out on the road, but out there, dude, I was I was gassing it, ripping it. I was gassing it. And right. I had like the four seater because I had my wife's sister with me, and she's too young to drive, so I was just driving for all all of us. And four seater, it was fun. Yeah, four seater, like, man. Like the uh, what do they call those things? Just, the side uh, by sides. Uh, it's just like a big Pioneer. It's almost like a, a beefed out golf cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, side by sides. Yeah, yeah, so I was driving that. And um, I was going hella fast just to scare her sister because she she was like freaking out the whole time. Like, you want me to go slower? I go faster. You want me to go, slower? I go faster. Why do people always do that, man? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> For those of us Where's... that are nervous, you know, it's it's a great time. <laughs> now, Stephanie gets kind of nervous sometimes on uh, boats when we're out on like a lake or something and going pretty fast. And her brother-in-law will just fuck with her and just like floor it. Basically, so the sort of rule of thumb we've come up with is like, don't say that you're freaked out at all. Because if you do that and you want people to slow down, they're always like, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Of course, it's all very safe, but it's it's uh, it's funny. I found out it's not safe is jet skis. Really? When I went, I went riding on them, and they, um, when you let go of the throttle, it's like hitting the brakes. It's not the same as like a motorcycle, and so it took a long time to get you know, to stop hitting my forehead on the handlebars. Oh, it doesn't, like, gradually slow down, you mean? Yeah, you have to, like, feather it off or you fucking slam your head into the handlebars. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rough. But that's enough. Mm. Enough about, uh, you know, about jet machines. Skis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> machines. <laughs> machines. Well, I'm glad you had a good time in uh, L.A. 
Daryl, that sounds like a nice little trip and vacation. Let's see, what else has been going on? We had, of course, the state of play that happened pretty recently. But before we get into that, I'm wondering, Eli, as has become tradition, do you have a dad joke for us to kick oh. off the festivities of the day? Sorry, okay. Hey, couple. Uh, all right. <clears throat> what kind of dog has no tail? Mm. Cat dog. Uh -huh. <clears throat> dog. Oh, real thing. Yeah, it was like in my head, I started saying like bulldog. I'm like, what the fuck mm. are you talking about, Colin? That doesn't have a what are you doing? You know, it's got to get my brain in the in the mix here. Something's up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, it's a little early, though. We're, we're getting the brain juices flowing right now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you want another one? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go for two. All right. If you drop a white hat into the Red Sea, what will it become? Tampon. <laughs> Use tampon. <laughs> uh, red hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, wet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like this joke, you know, I, like, oh, my gosh. So, like this one, other one that I've... I've I've been guilty of saying this one as well, but like, you know, oh, did you know that the swimming pool on the t Titanic still has water in it after all these years? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we only the highest quality of jokes here, or as uh, Eli would call them, riddles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a riddle book. But... Is it really? It's branded yeah, it's as a riddle book. book. Oh, interesting. It's like a Dr. Seuss riddle book, I think. Hell yeah! Oh no! Eh. No. Well, Zayden's growing up with those every day. I'm sure his mind is going to be sharp. As, as right. we, yeah. Critical thinker, for Exa sure. Exactly. Oh, good. Well, thank you for those. I appreciate it. And mm -hmm. it did, uh, did help to get the brain juices flowing. But like I said before, you know, we did have a state of play recently. And uh, just kind of wanted to sort of pick your guys' brains on that whole thing. Because it's been a quieter time, I would say, for Sony. We didn't have a huge showing at E3 which was virtual, of course, this year. So this was kind of our first look at like some upcoming titles, and it wasn't a ton of surprises, but I think there was some some good things there to talk about. So, you know, Daryl, what did you sort of think of the state of play experience? Um, you know, I I kind of enjoyed watching, you know, the games that have been mentioned already. I think what this is our third or fourth state of play for this year. And it seemed like they kind of expanded on some of the games they've already showcased. I think there are some new ones that I have not seen before, but I was really, really interested in like Sifu. I remember talking about that previously. Uh, it looks really good, man. It looks really good. Just the combat looks pretty nice. Uh, you know, being able to use the environment to your advantage. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like a, a bar scene brawl and what what I saw just being able to throw guys up against the counter or off like the second floor down to the first floor. That was pretty dope. And I actually saw something that really like made me like, oh, man, this is really sick. The guy like kind of like used the plate and like flicked it at the dude's face. Oh, like, like threw it like a Frisbee? 
Yeah, but he used his foot, dude. That was really cool. I was like, oh man, they're kind of getting pretty, pretty nasty with these combat moves and stuff like that. So I was, I was really interested in that. Uh, the whole, I really want to know more about this whole aging process because you know every time you die, you come back older. So I want to know more about that. They kind of revealed it just a little bit, you know, when a guy would get knocked out would fast forward like a couple of years and then he would have like more abilities to take out an opponent. Hmm. Did you, I, I took it the other way, which is what scared me away from it. That What's like, that? I mean, when he died, he got older and he's a fighter. So like when you're in your sixties, you're really not in your fighting prime. So I was like, Hmm, this seems weird, like a weird penalty. Uh, so yeah, like you, I'd like to know more about it before i like steer away from it because it does look really cool but that had me like a little a little worried hmm what does this death penalty mean because you it's not just like a death penalty you're you get older so i guess yeah you could get wiser or you could get more fragile yeah it'd be interesting if they did something where it's like you get more combos or more moves maybe when you're older but you have less overall health or mm. something but actually it's it, now that i say that i feel like it was like if you got hit once you were dead at least according to the trailer like it seemed very um it seemed very punishing in that sense yeah but it looked hard <laughs> it definitely looked hard and the thing you know from a trophy perspective i could see that game being really difficult you know it yeah, just depends the how game. mean they want to be as on the developer side <laughs> You know, like beat the game under age 20 or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like basically beat it all, you know, in one go or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope and we always talk about this with trophies, too, where we say, like, do more combat specific trophies, like make me engage in your systems in a cool way. Do a do a sweet combo of something or, you know, whatever. Like mm -hmm. this looks like the perfect game for that. So I hope a lot of the trophies for this game are centered around like doing specific actions, not necessarily tied to one level, but just like trying to utilize the combat system to its most, you know, efficient method, basically. Um, yeah, so th that would be cool. And the art style, I thought, was pretty interesting for the game, too. Yeah, I like it. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does. It does. So, that, that one definitely interested me. I just don't want to be beat down. I want to beat down other people in the game, you know? Right. Yeah, if you're going to make a sort of, like, kung fu same sort of game like you want to feel empowered right as the player so mm -hmm. it's going to be a you know sort of a delicate balance on the development side of like how hard do you make this game you need it to be accessible but you also want to like include that challenge obviously that seems to be core to the loop of the game mm -hmm. so yeah interested i think it got delayed if i'm not mistaken let me just do a quick fact check before eli yells at me here <laughs> no yeah i think that's what that whole that was the other thing. It's like, did they add the age in the game just so they could delay it? Like, no, that was like, oh, it's was... getting older. It's gonna take till <laughs> this time now. Oh, it's how it tied into the trailer. You mean? Yeah, that was yeah, that was interesting. So it looks like it's gonna be twenty twenty two now. Okay, cool. Yeah, they use the same like death animation of the age ticking up. Yeah, and it is a um, PlayStation four and PlayStation five game. It's a console exclusive to PlayStation, but it is coming to Windows as well. So if you're interested in playing it on the PC for our Xbox and PC gamer friends, you can do that there. It's kind of nice. <laughs> That's good. You know, I'm glad they 
don't forget their PS4 people because some people still have PS4s. Yeah, sure. Hey, some some people still have PS3s. It's not coming out on PS3. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we've talked about it before. I think you you think you're gonna get this year, Daryl, with like titles that were in development to release this year and that are gonna come out next year. You'll probably get both still. But I think as you get into like this time next year, you're gonna start to see a lot of games not coming out on the older consoles. Is my guess. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe how by that time I'll have a PS5. Who yep. knows? Yeah, I had a friend come over actually to see mine, and uh, he only got his PS4 probably two years ago, and before that he was an Xbox One guy. So he's still pretty new to the ecosystem, and he, you know, didn't seem that crazy impressed by it when I was showing it to him. Like I don't know what I was expecting, but he was like, "Yeah, it's really cool." And then like he texted me th- later that night and was like, "Who's that guy that you follow on Twitter to?" <laughs> <laughs> to get the alerts and so he's been trying now to get his uh ps5 which is funny nice yeah it is really one of those things where you kind of need to see it and play it for yourself to really understand like the jump because i couldn't really conceptualize it before i was like who cares about the frames you know what's the big deal mm-hmm. but it is sort of a yeah a really nice interface but what what other games did you guys notice that you want to talk about from the state of play there was there's quite a few stuff that got shown off. Nothing major, you know. The the bulk of the time was spent on Deathloop, but any of the other yeah, smaller the, titles jump out to you? Arcade Again looked really cool at first. Um, at first glance, it was like, oh, this looks like a, a fusion fusion frenzy type game, uh, but apparently that's really not what it is. I think it's some like more like a battle royale type deal. I don't know. The action and combat looked. You know, like it was all over the place. So that's what made me kind of think like, oh, these are all like mini games. Uh, but I think it's more like as you adventure farther, like you, you're presented with different scenarios. That's kind of what I understood. Yeah, so I would watch some people playing it, but I didn't I didn't do too much research. But my first initial reaction was like, oh, that's cool. Like Fusion Frenzy. But it's, I don't think it's that. So it was a little... I just haven't looked at it again. I was like, yeah, well, it's not that. So, and I don't really care anymore. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, that one, then, the art style looked very similar to something like Knockout City to me. Or, I don't know. That's the vibe that I got from it was like Knockout City or Fortnite or something like that. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I don't, it was one of my complaints with almost all these games is why are all these next gen games so cartoony? Is realistic too hard? to do at like 4k with all these frames or is it just the Fortnite plague like i don't understand what like all the a lot of the next gen games are cartoony tribes of, well they're not all next gen but like newer games coming out arcade to get in tribes of midgard the, these were the ones from the show but right um i'd have to look at a new games list but a lot of them death loop yeah they're all very cartoony <clears throat> it's weird and i don't because... Go ahead. like it yeah you Go don't ahead. like it <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think it's an interesting contrast because you have a lot of the first and second party games that come out um, on PlayStation Four and Five that are really hyper realistic looking. You know, like look at Last of Us and Naughty Dog's sort of catalog, and then look at you know Ghost of Tsushima and God of War, and you know like Ratchet is more of a Pixar look. But that's the kind of like style they're going for. But the point being, there's a lot of these like hyper realistic games like Days Gone as well. Like 
And so then you contrast it with these other titles that are like very cartoony and you know more stylized and I I think I prefer them to be stylized but they don't all have to look like Fortnite. That's the thing is like make it, you know, you want to make it a cartoony sort of look, that's fine, but like try to be a little more original with it because they just look so samey sometimes. And especially when you're seeing them right back to back to back a lot, it's like I can't even like yeah. I can't really tell the fucking difference between some of these. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Tribes of Midgard wasn't super. Didn't look like Fortnite, but it's it just didn't. that like, yeah, yeah it's right. very cartoony and like the it's just all flat colors and I don't know. Put some. It just feels like a cop out, right? Well, that was you an got all these. One. You got all these new 4K, you know, uh, ray tracing, good frames, blah blah blah. But like, we're getting cartoon games. What? The fuck? What? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> the where it's like the whole block of the cliff is like with a one gray color. Yeah. Anyways, they, yeah. Tribes Midgard was <clears throat> I, I was interested in this game. I was keeping my eye on it because it looked like a, a Diablo style thing. But they, uh, this presentation was bizarre with, oh, all these things are added in season one. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Is it not ready? Like, we haven't even gotten the game yet. What yeah. are we talking about season one for? I haven't even played the game. All oh, this will be added. Added to what? Yeah. It's not even out. It's not out. Yeah. It was pretty weird. I don't, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I, I don't think it was a game that I was going to play anyway, but they're leaning really hard into the games of service category with the way that they talked about it. And again, it's just like, with what time, dude? You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. so like, I assume I'm getting Arcadegeddon and Tribes of Midgard. Let's say I already am playing Destiny or Knockout City or wh- whatever. It's like these things are all getting new content every season. When do you want me to play all of these? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I just, there's too many of them, in my opinion. Yeah. So I would have liked a nice little Diablo, even if it was cartoony, it's something different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what was the other game I was playing? Um, hero, Sie- hero siege. Oh, on PC. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, something like that, but no, nope. I don't know. And it seems so deep. That was my other thing with like all the games, uh, besides the cartoony nature is like, why does everything have to be so deep these days? I agree. Like the game started looking way too like all these, you know, with your friends and different abilities and probably some kind of crafting and base. It's like, can I just go and fucking destroy some monsters? And, you know, maybe some slight crafting, but this just seems so ugh. Mm-hmm. Death loop is like that, <clears throat> which I'm sure we'll get to. Yep. But this one kind of, you know, lost a lot of interest with the season thing and the and the I'm assuming the depth of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Games yeah. these days are not my, not what I'm really looking for. <laughs> what, what do you think, Daryl? What was your impressions of Arcade again and then Tribes of Midgard? Anything there? Not really. I mean, <clears throat> I had seen it and I thought it looked okay. I, I do feel like the the Fortnite vibe from like the Arcadian Arcadian game. Arcade again for sure. But you know, I I I didn't really pay much attention to those games. I was looking for more like the the bigger AAA games. Sure. Yeah. 
I, I think AAA? the general trend, though, is right, Eli, uh, before mm-hmm. we get into the larger games, like that, that things are overly complicated in games today. Mm-hmm. There's just there's always a crafting. There's always a, you know, not just a level up system, but like a sub level up system. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's everything's got like passives and different mm-hmm. effects and like, you know, equipment synchronization. And it's just like, you know, like I'm just kind of just kind of don't need it to be that way which is why i've long said that if you're gonna go play like a shooter for example or um a set like an open world game quote unquote like if you go play one from like 2005 to like 2010 i actually prefer it because it's not so bloated with content that it's hard to get through like mass effect for example which we're going to talk about a little later like i got through that in probably 26 hours that's That's like that's perfect that's the that's the right you know and I was trying to do everything so yeah I thought that was such a big like oh all these people to talk to and it's really all this world building I was surprised it was only twenty six hours yeah I've heard the second one really explodes quite a bit which I don't know how I feel about that but <laughs> I thought the first one was the right length definitely so mm-hmm. that's what she said right <laughs> anyway uh, Deathloop Gerald talk to me about Deathloop what's your thoughts oh man uh, I'm pretty excited about this game. There is um, a lot going on. It was like 10 minutes worth of, of footage on this game. And I, I liked it, dude. At first, when I had seen it back in the first state of play, I didn't really care too much for it. I was like, oh, this game looks kind of lame, to be honest. But it's been featured in, I think, a couple state of plays already. And this one, man, I, I'm pretty excited about this one for sure. Just... It reminded me a lot of Dishonored. Yes. A lo- another B- Bethesda game. And I like Dishonored. Dishonored was fun. And it reminded me of that. And I I liked what I saw. Just like the combat. Um, like being able to use your powers to kind of use that against enemies. Or use the environment to your advantage as well. You know, there was like a lot of traps at the that cult. I, I believe that's the main character you're playing as was using to like distract enemies or eliminate them, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, man, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for this game. It has like that cool kind of death loop theme to where, you know, how, how did I die? How can I prevent myself from dying? Um, you know, um, before I died. I learned a little bit of information. How can I use that to my advantage on the next, you know, loop that I play? So it's pretty cool. I like those type of games where you kind of like play it. And it's like Dark Souls, you know, why did I die? You know, how can I use that to not die next time? You know, that little bit of information to prevent myself from dying again. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's uh, it seems to be a little rogue, roguish for, for my taste. A little bit too roguelite for me because what you're saying is true and the thing that concerns me is that like okay i learned a little bit and i'm dead now but the in, the impression that i got was like you're back to the beginning of your journey when you die so let's say i spend six hours skulking around this island fi- figuring out some shit and i try to go fight one of the major bosses or areas and then i die i'm just back at the very beginning there's really no checkpoints is what they implied mm-hmm. i think that's 
pretty disrespectful of my time <laughs> and like i would rather them have just made it sort of like an open a semi open world which is of like a small island i guess like and just let me go through it and so that that kind of worries me i don't know how they're going to balance that and it also reminds me a lot of returnal in that there's this like theme of like oh yeah we're going to like stretch our content out by making it this thing where you just always reset and mm-hmm. so there's really not that much if you like get through it, but you're going to end up spending 40 hours because like we're always like, you know, having you go back to the very beginning. I, I don't know. And, and I think for me, the trophy list is going to be so annoying in that game. I'm calling it right now. I hope I'm wrong. But like the Arcane Studios trophy lists are generally not the easiest things in the world. And I feel like they could get really shysty with how they implement it in this one if they wanted to. But from a concept, I think it's cool. And if we weren't talking about, like, trophies and it was just, like, play the game for fun, like, it does look interesting. It's, you know, a, it's a console exclusive or for a while, and maybe it'll come to Xbox eventually. But it's exciting in that sense. And, yeah, mm. I, um, I've never been a huge fan of Arcane Studios games. I've tried to play them a few times, and they just never quite click. So maybe this is something where it's just not for me, but most people are going to love it. But I totally get the Dishonored inspiration. The little teleport that he does, Daryl, is like just pulled directly out of Dishonored. It looks exactly the same. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So we'll, yeah, I'm, we'll see. I'm, I'm on the same. I, I don't think it's going to click for me. Again, it's like, why, is, why does this have to be so deep? Can it, can it just be a death loop? I didn't know it was going to be like a stealth loop. I'm not a stealth guy, so maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. But like, like you said, like skulking around in this area for so long, like finding out all this information and then dying. It's like, come on, dude. Can I at least like, I think you can choose how to play and just blast around. Yeah. But I'm also not a big fan of like, oh, if you're next to these people, they give you, you know, and you hear them talking, they give you this tip. Like, I hate that in games. Because mm. then you like, then you got to go stand by everybody to make sure you don't miss something. Got to have and, subtitles turned you know, on. It's like, oh my goodness, dude, just can I can I just blast through these death loops and like die and come back? But I don't know. I guess that's what I guess that's what Returnal is. So this is just stealth stealth Eternal. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not I'm not a huge fan. We'll see what the trophy list looks like, because I do want to, you know, I want to stay on my on my exclusives. Right. um, But yeah, I was a little. A little disappointed. I'm I'm looking more forward to Ghostwire Tokyo whenever that comes out, which is the other remaining game that Bethesda Studios have been. It's actually Tango Gameworks, so the guys behind Evil Within. Um, it's their game that they're also making for PlayStation, <clears throat> even though they're acquired, obviously, by Microsoft now. It's mm-hmm. Deathloop and Ghostwire that are the two that are still coming. So I think that's next year, and it's described more of as like an action horror game. And I don't see Shinji Mikami the godfather of survival horror doing a game that's sort of loop based and overly <laughs> deep and complicated. So I'm hope I'm looking forward to that one for sure. But yeah. I, I do think that uh death loop is going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think it'll at least review very well. I don't know how it's going to sell because, you know, weirdly enough, like these arcane games never are blowouts in terms of how well they do commercially. They all like dishonored two is like, the reviewers love that game, but you don't really hear a lot of people talk about Dishonored 2, and I don't really know many people who have played Dishonored 2. Mm. So, and the same thing for like Prey, 
right? Like, who the fuck? Have you played Prey, Daryl or Eli, either of you guys? No. Yeah, exactly. And that game, Not like, reviewed really guy. well. Yeah. Yep. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I did want to briefly mention FIST. I don't know what the acronym stands for, but it's that game. Where it's, it looks like a Metroidvania where you're sort of a rabbit or a, an animal that has, like, a bionic arm attached to them. It seems like a much more straightforward sort of like platformer action platformer game. I thought that looked really cool, also from the state of play. And we also got looks at uh, Lost Judgment and Death Stranding. Either of those do anything for you two? Not a whole lot. Lost Judgment reminded me of Yakuza, and kind of looked pretty similar. You know, a bunch of mini games involved. Death Stranding. You know, I, I kind of figured that would come at some point for the PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of excitement there for those two games, in my opinion. Fist stands for Forged in Shadow Torch, Thank by you. the way. Thank you for that. Um, I had to fact check something this episode. Yep. But, yeah, I thought uh, Lost Judgment, you know, really pulled me in. Looked really cool. Especially now that Yakuza's going to, like, the RPG-style game. Um, yeah, turn-based. And they're so big, and there's so many of them that like it's kind of always been a turnoff. As much as uh, you know, Slugger praises them, it's just it's just too scary as a trophy hunter, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look into the Judgment Trophy Guide and see what that looks like, and uh, maybe look into this Lost Judgment. It just it looks fun, like a fun game, you know, like yeah. bully or there are all these like stuff to do, um, crazy yeah. kooky zany uh, GTA type stuff. So. Well, if it's anything like Yakuza in terms of the scope, it's really cool as well because Yakuza does have like a, a neighborhood to walk around in that's like a hub for all these missions and stuff like that, but it's not massive. It's really not. Like all the activities are kind of close to each other mm-hmm. and it'd be more like, you know, it's kind of like the Spider-Man thing where it's it's even smaller than that, but it's like it's all really, you can get to it very quickly. So you're not going to be like in the Witcher style, like, holy shit, I got to get like <laughs> all the way, like there's... Yeah, I, I think you'll find the scope to be kind of in line with what you're looking for. Yeah. The trophy list, I believe, is kind of hard for Judgment. I could be wrong. I, I remember checking it out back in the day because it had been right after I played Yakuza 0 and Kiwami. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Like, I'm down to check out the studio's new, like, IP, and the trophy list looked really tough. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's what uh, threw me off before. I'm trying to look for it, but I don't, it's hard. I don't see a real guide. It's at four percent on PSN profiles. Okay. Um, there's probably some wacky mini game one that's really hard. No, of of course. <laughs> Achieved a hundred percent completion of Camarugo. Wow. I don't know. That looks like the hardest one. Oh, interesting. Lowest percent. Everything else is fairly high percent. That's obtain all skills is seven, and oh, there's a couple here. Completed all. Oh, that's the name of the city. So basically, I guess it's a hundred percent the game. No, so all the all right, games, that's not, sure. I mean, that's not doesn't too seem egregious. too bad. No. Yeah. Everything else is above is double digit percentages for the most part. So would you dip into that original game or would you wait for the PS5 version of the new one, Lost Judgment? Because it comes in September, yeah. Uh well, maybe I'll do the new one. I don't know. See what that guide looks like. Yeah. Uh, but it, I am intrigued. Okay. And it's you know a nice fresh start instead of starting it fucking eight yakuza games or whatever the hell there is the the nice Um, thing i've heard as well about the judgment at least the franchise of the first one at least was that the english voice acting is really good mm. Uh, whereas the yakuza games you're kind of 
doing yourself a disservice if you don't play it in Japanese with English subtitles. So mm. uh, you might enjoy that more. Yeah, well. that would be good because I'm not a I'm not an anime watcher. I don't do a lot of the subtitles. I can't read that fast. If, <laughs> if you remember, Colin. Yep. 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 <laughs> but, All good. Yeah. No. The other, the other the other one that caught my eyes. I don't know why the hell Death Stranding looks so cool. How do they make that look so cool? Delivering packages like so awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. What the hell? It did look cool, didn't it? I, I, yeah, dude. I was yeah. like, this is like sick, dude. I want to play this. I was pretty intrigued by it because it was one of those titles that like I told myself to not play on PS4 because it was going to be the subpar experience. It like came out, you know, and I was like, PS4 is coming or PS5 is coming in like a year. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it. And same thing with Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's frustrating if you're someone who did get the PS4 version. We talked about that last time. But again, sort of ideal scenario for me where it's like I haven't played either. So I could get the director's cut of both of those and experience them on PS5. Um, Dude, that's, that's so lame. I can't believe that's how they announced uh, the Ghost of Tsushima thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about that coming out last episode, but they didn't reveal like the official stuff. And so if you bought the game, you have to pay for it again. Classic, classic Sony. Yeah. And so I'm assuming the same thing is with Death Stranding, these director cut bullshit, you know? Yeah. I don't know why they have to do that. Maybe. I don't know if it'll be a little different because the, because Kojima's studio is not like a Sony first party studio. So he might have a little more say in that. Unclear. Mm -hmm. Unclear. We'll see. But. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, in agreement with you. I'm intrigued by it. I just kind of go through this internal debate a lot with this game where it's like, I really want to play it. I, I'm intrigued by Kojima and what he does, and I'm sure it's going to be a really cool experience. I'm also like, it, I know it's going to be like 80 to 100 hours. Like, do I really want to sign up for that? Yeah, I <laughs> so, guess you're right. So that's kind of like how, I, how I'm like debating it, and especially when I have things like Valhalla to play still. I'm like, I like realistically, am I going to get to this thing? Like, I don't know. Gotta start playing your bigger games. I'm almost there. I'm almost to the to the big game. I've got got a couple I'm working on now, and I'll get to a big title after that. So you've given, you've given me some hope, Colin. With what? With the upgrade. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it is titled the same way, so I'm I'm still you know a little worried, but yeah, yeah. We'll I see don't... though. I'll, I'll be curious to see um okay cool well that should i think wrap anything else to say about data play before we wrap up on that i guess we're 43 minutes in so that's a pretty good discussion there yeah maybe we should just wrap it up whether or not we're ready (laughs) okay sounds good all right um well as as you know if you're a returning listener you know we do have a patreon account that you can go and support the show at that's at patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast and we really appreciate all the support that we get over there and love for the show. So thank you very much for that. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our supporters over there. We've got Chaz Bilby, Invisible Banana, Patrick Tebow, Slugger, Fire, and Be Down. So thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show and everything that we do. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, one of the perks over there, if you are a supporter, is that depending on the tier that you're at, you do get to submit a question for us to read on the show and to answer. So, uh, Daryl, why don't you take us into the our only question for this week? People were a little slow on getting me their questions. I'm just gonna just gonna say it. I pinged people a few times. Okay, you do what you can. <laughs> so, so let's get into our question for this week. Yeah. So our first and only question is from Slugger. 
And his question is, what semi-obscure or underrated game would you recommend the listeners play and possibly platinum? Okay. Well, thoughts? (laughs) This was a a good question. I, I had a few different things come to mind. And the hard part for me was trying to narrow it down to a PlayStation-specific platform because I I don't want to yeah I don't I don't know I don't want to say like my answer was shit but my first answer was Eternal Darkness and then I was like hmm you can't really play that except on GameCube or like through emulation so is that really a good answer to tell the listeners so anyway I had some trouble what what did you guys come up with? No, you you had mentioned a couple games that most people probably have not heard or talked about much, like Dishonored 2 and Prey. Mm -hmm. And I think the game that I've chosen is probably up there with those games, and it's Sniper Elite 4. Um, I don't really hear anybody talk about this game or this series as a whole. And this game really, really stuck with me, you know? I really enjoy this game. And I think the only reason why I played it is because it was a PS Plus game back in 2019. It was one of our ranch race games, and I think I was the only one out of all of us that played this game. You were. <laughs> I started it. Oh, you did? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So I think, and, and I, it, I really didn't need to play much either that month. You know, I only had to play just a little bit just to wrap up those five points. But I, I, I stuck with it. Had everything I liked, the World War setting. It was a massive open world. Like this world, pretty pretty massive, man. And the trophy list was pretty easy, you know. There was a few difficult ones, but overall, not a difficult list in my book. And I like this game so much that I even bought the DLC. This is one of those games that I'm gonna try to go for a hundred percent in the future. Ooh. So I think I picked it up on. One of those DLC sales that we have from, you know, periodically at times. I think there's even one going on at the moment, too. Yeah. But it, it was a good one. I really enjoyed this game. There's a few trophies that, you know, I'm going to mention that might kind of hit the scales and whether you want to play this game or not. Uh, compounding your success and train set and match. These are online co-op missions that you need to do for the trophies. Um, I don't know if you can do this like in a private lobby, but I did it online and the player base is really small. I couldn't find people regularly to play this. So, you know, trying to hope that I get somebody and also complete the mission with them was tough at times because sometimes I would join the match and then the person would leave like midway through the game. So you could run into that. So. Keep that in mind if you do want to play this game. Channel changer, where you have to take control of the enemy-held radio and capture it with just seconds remaining. I also did this one on on PvP. And basically, it's what the trophy's asking you to do. So you have to kill an enemy just as they're about to take control of the radio. And then you just have to, like, capture it. You know, so it can be a little difficult at times because everybody's pretty much killing whoever is like trying to cap on the, on point. So I got lucky with that one. And the best of the best of the best is to complete the entire main camp- campaign on authentic difficulty, but with no manual saves. 
it sounds difficult, but it's really not. Basically, you just have to let the game save whenever you know you get those save points. You don't want to manually save the game. Uh, it could ruin popping the trophy for you. And authentic difficulty is just difficult, you know. Nothing, nothing too, too out of the ordinary. But just play the game stealthy. You don't have to run a gun, and you should be able to pop the trophy. So I really like this game. I don't think a lot of people care for this series, but you know, take a chance with it. Maybe you might like it. All right. I mean, that sounds like a, a solid choice. I didn't check it out at all during the race. I can't remember what was going on, but I hard note out of that particular selection. <laughs> it's like, nope, not happening. So that's a good I'd one. I it out, but it's sniper stuff, which is inherently stealth. So mm. not really up my alley. And I got to like the first town and it was weird because, uh, at least for me, uh, you know, being in a town and it being a sniper game. And I mean, there were there were some like other weapons, but I don't know. I struggled and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. But yeah, I, it fair. was like some of the sniping was really fun. Uh, and I can see where uh, it might be fun for some people. I just don't think it was one for me. That's all. I don't want to talk it down. Sure. Yeah, uh, just not for me. And it's interesting, right? That was the same studio that did uh, Strange Brigade, which we all platinum together. Mm, mm. Okay, it has that look. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought Strange Brigade was really fun, honestly, if you're playing a co-op. So yeah, I had a good time playing that with you guys. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but Eli, what do you have? What would, what would you recommend as your game? Uh, I got a couple, couple little ones, a couple big ones. Um, but one. Thing I would one big game I would suggest is Warframe. It's really cool. It's really fun. It is pretty deep. I know I've been complaining about deepness, but and it's like it's really long. It's ever growing. Uh, the guide says like three hundred hours, uh, but it's it's easy. Like a four out of ten. Can you can you guys guess how many DLC packs are in this? Twenty. Take a take a guess. I'm gonna say twenty. Ten. Thirty-one. Yeah. Jesus oh. Christ. They're all like the updates. So like one or two trophies. I can't know. wait to have the platinum and have a 10% completion. <laughs> uh, well, there, so that's the other thing. There is no platinum for this. And um, I'm not sure how it would play on console. I tried it uh, at first and that's where I lost interest. But I, I always liked the look of it. So I went and tried it on PC. And it is... Uh, a lot of the fun comes from the movement. So it's like a slide jump mechanic where you can slide and then you jump and it shoots you way far forward. And you're just doing that across the map. You're like flying. You're like a space ninja who can fly. It's pretty dope. But I don't know how that controls on a controller. Because for PC, it's like control and space. So you're just kind of like tap, 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 tap. And it, it feels good. It feels like, you know... You're actually doing it, and it's it's really satisfying to like fly through the world like that. But I don't know how that would work on a controller, and if you can rebind, because clicking the stick is not the most reliable thing, especially when you're trying to go in an exact direction. I, I wanted to call that one out, because it's one of those free-to-play games that I don't think gets enough love, and I think it's a really, it's a really great game. It's a good one. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. And then 
Torin is another little, it's like a little cheap platinum. I really enjoyed the story and experience. Um, it was it was kind of one of those ones like what's going on, and then when when you finish it, it was only about two hours, uh, no platinum again. But it was only about two hours, and when you finish it, it was like whoa, this is uh, it's a little more deep than I thought. So I just wanted to give that one a little love. And then I do I did pick out two that had trophies, and of course I'm gonna call out Cat Quest. That was just I just had to say that you know. I mean I think that's um, a great choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun little cartoony Diablo um nine to 12 hours so um pretty easy there's a second one out too so if you enjoyed the first one you can play the second one which is also co-op nothing really major here you just kind of like clean up the whole map which was cool and another chill one that's like that that i think is uh i, I don't know how unwell known or like how undiscovered cat quest is i just assume it is but we talk about it so much that i thought maybe i would uh I would bring it up. But Effie is another one that we don't really talk about much. E-F-F-I-E. Another quick one, two out of ten, six hours. It does have a platinum. And it's um I don't really know. It's this old guy on a like hoverboard. Kind of a platform, collectathon, big world, um, some enemies, some platforming, you know. It's just like a low grade open world collect-a-thon kind of thing but mm. i really liked it i like the aesthetics cartoony <laughs> yeah course. but like this is where it's appropriate it like you know a low grade uh you know two out of ten six hour experience yeah not a not, not in a fucking... season based game yeah 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 so those are the those are the ones i didn't go too in depth on the list but i wanted to call out a couple of them so those are great choices indeed yeah, I did call out um, Eternal Darkness right at the beginning, and I think it doesn't have trophies. So th the question specifically was, say, would you recommend the listeners play and possibly Platinum? So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to have a Platinum, but I do feel like it's not a great overall answer. But Eternal Darkness is, is really, really cool. I, I, I can't recommend it enough, and I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up to be remade or something. I'm, and like, I'm still kind of ho holding out hope that it might find its way to other platforms, but... If you're a survival horror fan and you're a Lovecraft fan, it's really, really good. So just maybe go look up a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, it's for the GameCube, and maybe you can find a port of it and emulate it somewhere. As far as stuff that you can platinum, the game that I landed on was Fez for PS4. It's for PS4, PS3, and Vita. I think it all actually has the same list. But this is a puzzle platformer that looks kind of like... Um, I don't know. It's very. There's a lot of polygons, a lot of a lot of things going on there. It's like very cube-like in its design, and it's all on purpose. You're going around collecting golden cubes and anti cubes and all this stuff. But the 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 thing that's cool about it, and I think this studio has only done one game, and then the guy, the designer, got out of games because of the stress. It's unfortunate, but the thing that's cool is you. It's a rotational perspective. So, for example, it's a platformer, right? And you're looking straight at your character on the screen left to right sort of movement you can go up and down of course and there's secrets and stuff to find but you can also press the right trigger and it rotates the screen and the view 90 degrees so like the four sides of a cube so you can see all sides of the seemingly flat and 2d perspective that you thought was there before and you navigate that way 
So you'll go to the back sides of platforms that you couldn't normally see if you're just looking straight at your character and you rotate it and you can go all the way around to like the other side. Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it is hard to wrap my mind around. But. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I hadn't played anything like it at the time. I played it back on 360. Uh, you can play it on PS4 though, like I said. So presumably you could get it and play it on PS5 too. And it just is really, really cool as a concept. I'd never played anything like it. It's not very stressful. The music is awesome. You feel really smart when you find these sort of like hidden little cubes and stuff throughout the world. And it's an estimated trophy difficulty of 2 out of 10 when you use a guide. I would recommend, though, that you not use a guide, at least for a good chunk of it, and just sort of experience like the joy of like figuring that stuff out for yourself. The puzzles are not as complex as like some other games, like Inside, for example, where like really specific movement of different pieces of you know, geometry on the map. This is more just like using that idea of changing perspective to, to figure things out. And yeah, I thought it was awesome. So I would really recommend people check that game out. It can't be more than 10 or 15 bucks. So yeah, that's my choice. Fez. Nice. I'm going to have to check out these games. Effie and Fez? Fez, yeah, F-E-Z. Fez, the Fez. Yeah, I'd recommend (laughs) if you're intrigued by that game or any of these games, just go look at a little video to kind of get an idea of like what the gameplay looks like and go from there. So. Nice. Good games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So let's get into our trophy list discussion for this episode. We've got quite a uh, quite a large game, I suppose, to talk about. One of the PlayStation Plus offerings for July, we are going to be discussing Call of Duty Black Ops 4, published by Activision, developed by Treyarch, one of the revolving studios for the Call of Duty franchise. And yeah, I mean, as is no surprise... You know, these games are very difficult. Uh, Treyarch and Black Ops games in particular have hard trophy lists for Call of Duty titles. I think Cold War being the exception to that, or a slight exception, it's maybe not quite as intense. But anywho, yeah, thank you, Daryl, for gathering a bunch of the data on this game and putting it on the show notes. Just wanted to call that out, and so really appreciate it. And it's a 7 out of 10 difficulty, 150 hours, (laughs) supposedly, to, to complete. It's got one gold. 12 silvers and 89 bronzes. What a ratio. And it is sitting at 0.69% on PSN profiles. So it's a, it's a difficult game. To say 89 the least. bronzes? 89 bronzes, 12 <laughs> silvers, one gold trophy. Well, how does that add up? I'm just telling you. Man. Are those DLC? That's what oh, that's the base game. That's the base game, dude. That doesn't seem to add up. I mean, I don't, know what, to, I, I don't know what to tell you game and yeah. dlcs i believe that's that's 90 percent right there and you got 12 silvers and one gold no i mean they they would just be worth less than a percent dude right what mm-hmm. unreal i know anyway so- <laughs> they gotta be worth a certain amount of points in the back end right like just ridiculous though i mean that so right off the bat um yeah the the ratio is fucked which I know you guys like to, to meme on me here for talking about the ratios, but this is a particularly egregious ratio. Yeah, I'll give you this one. Yeah, this is, this is pretty bad. And um, the other, just quick notes before I get your guys' take, the, the things I wanted to, to shout out is there's no campaign in this one. This is the title that got rid of that. Allegedly what was happening is the campaign just wasn't coming together. 
So they scrapped it. Uh, but it, it was intended to come out with a campaign. And so as a result, a lot of the times when you play these Call of Duty games, you're able to get a lot of trophies in the campaign, and that is also able to boost your overall completion a bit. So you're, you know, looking like you've done more in the game, and then you're just working on multiplayer and zombies, but that doesn't exist here. So if you're not getting trophies in zombies, basically is what it comes down to, your percentage is going to be super low on this game. And uh, the other thing is this is where they came out with the Blackout game mode, which was the first Battle Royale in the Call of Duty space. And it was a really solid mode when it came out, but obviously since Warzone has sort of taken over in that regard, I don't... You know, I'm assuming it's pretty dead on Blackout because Warzone is also free, so there's no reason to not check it out. So, yeah. That's this is ha- free now, too, though. It is free, but it's like, would you rather play the old Blackout yeah. game mode on Black Ops 4 or would you rather play Warzone? It's only free, and it's only free for a month, so. And it's not yeah. like the install size for this game is small <laughs> either, so if, if your argument is like, oh, I'll install the smaller game, uh, no. <laughs> so No? No. pretty big i mean it's i think it's like 80. i think it's like 80 okay yeah i could be wrong on that it's in between 60 and 80 which is better but it's not great so pretty thick yeah anyway so what do you, what do you guys think of the overall trophy list that trophy ratio that uh you called out calling earlier is actually base game and dlcs oh thank so. god okay i'm just i looked at psm profiles and it didn't separate it out so um that's my bad PSM? PSN profiles has a weird way of tallying up the the trophy count, but base game is fifty three, and then DLCs as a total is fifty trophies. Okay, got it. Got it. Right. So not yeah, quite it, not quite as bad, but it's still uh still not great. Yeah, I was looking at PSN profiles too and realized I was like, what? Yeah, so it's one. This gold. This doesn't add up. Yeah, dude. so it's one gold, seven silvers, forty four bronzes for the base game. Apologies. So what do you think of that ratio? I still don't like it. Up there. I mean, one gold trophy in the whole list. I don't know. Mean. And if you and the gold trophy, by the way, is incredibly hard to get. So that's fun. You have to get max level or prestige twenty-five different weapons in zombies, which is basically using them in zombies enough to just get XP. So killing zombies in this with the weapon gets you XP for the weapon, right? And the Mm -hmm. cool thing about it is when you buy that weapon off the wall or get it out of the box in subsequent playthroughs of the zombies maps, it'll have all the upgrades you have for it. So you can like tune your guns in the lobby and then like load in. And then when you start, like your starting pistol can get like really strong this way, stuff like that. But to to do it with 25 different weapons is a lot of just time. Basically it takes a lot, a lot of time. Never been a zombie guy. Yeah. Then you're not going to like this list. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I don't. (laughs) Again, it's one of those. This is uh, feels taboo, you know. Like it's just wrong. Yeah. But even you know, if it was just multiplayer, might be a little better. But the zombie stuff is, you know, it's like the, uh, it's like a roguelite, like Deathloop and uh, Returnal. Hey, get get really get really far, and then we're gonna take all your progress away, and you can start over Mm -hmm. because you love Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. You know, just I don't know. Never never appealed to me losing everything. At least it's contained to like a small map though like you still lose everything dude i don't know well It'll no suck. but, but it, and you keep your progress on your guns i guess is how they circumvent yeah. it on this one that, yeah that's kind of nice mm-hmm. but um yeah no if you don't like zombies this list is not for you there's very little other than 
zombies in terms of trophies. So you have a getting a win in Blackout, so win a Battle Royale match, but then you have to win 10 of them, which again, I think is a bit egregious, but not even for a gold, for a silver is to win 10 games of a Battle Royale with 100 other players online, and so that's, yeah, that's fun. Um, and then, you know, in Blackout, you have really specific other things to do, like unlocking costumes and shit like that, and then you have for the multiplayer, just reselevel 55, which is, you know, the max level before you prestige. Uh, get a bunch of medals, basically, so specific types of kills. It's not really that complicated, but then it's uh, win 50 games in multiplayer. But other than that, it's pretty much, uh, there's four trophies, bronze trophies tied to the tutorial slash intro of, like, the game modes that they're calling um, the specialist tutorials. It's like, not really anything like you play against bots for like a few maps and it just teaches you a little bit about the characters but not really very cool so it's like you have the like three multiplayer trophies four multiplayer trophies the tutorials a few blackout and then the rest are zombies so overwhelming majority are zombies trophies how far did you get with the zombies trophies i know you this is you were playing this when this came out yeah that's a great question why don't, why don't you guys give some more i'm gonna look it up while you guys give give a little more thoughts here let me take a look i don't want us to oh actually i found it right away just kidding um, <laughs> i'm i'm at 42 percent in this game uh, nice did yeah. you get any of these like crazy level trophies done um yeah so aren't they all kind of like level based yeah, the way that the game came out and one of the big things about it when they launched it was it has three zombie maps right from the go, like no DLC. And most of the time, these zombies game modes would come with one, you know, map at launch and then the rest would come with DLC. So this was that was like the main sort of appeal to it um, in the map nine, which is uh, in Roman numerals in the trophy list. But the nine map, I got a decent amount of those mm. level specific ones done, actually all but one. So I basically did everything except beat it, like, and get to the Easter egg for the map. And mm. Voyage of Despair, another map I would missed just a few, but I had done most of that. And then in Blood of the Dead, the third map, I didn't really get into it. So you're getting there. Get download there. it again, dude. <laughs> yeah, download get those, it again. Get those bronzes, dude. <laughs> I mean, and <laughs> a critique I've long held for the zombies mode too is that it's too hard to complete the Easter eggs in these. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you really need to play with, like, at least two other players who know what they're doing, who are really good. And most of the time when you're playing zombies with people, they're, they're not interested in that. It's just kind of a for-fun sort of game mode. So mm -hmm. then to tie, like, so many trophies to it is just, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I yeah, really Easter like eggs? the zombies game mode, but go ahead. I just, Easter eggs should be Easter eggs, mm -hmm. not trophies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, that's like a, oh, that's cool extra thing because I'm so good. I get this, like, you know, little piece of lore or actually complete the level with this cutscene, typically, right? Isn't that's that how that's it what it works? is. It's like you have to do really, it's so weird. Like, for example, on the, the map nine, I don't remember the exact sequence now because it's been a long time, but I, it got to the point where I could almost do it like solo, could almost trigger the event solo, but I could never beat the boss. And it was stuff like, okay, like, go into this room, like, shoot these four things on the wall in this order, listen for a sound cue, it's going to drop a jar on the other side of the map that you need to go pick up, then set it under this dripping water spout on the other side of the map, wait three rounds for it to fill up, take it back to the center, shoot it with this gun, that's going to trigger this, it's like, and that was like one-fifth of the sequence of events that you needed to do. Yeah. Like, to trigger the cut, to trigger the ending. 
So that's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it did. It does sound like you were you were boosting with strangers or solo. I don't. You're not following the rules here, but no, I was playing solo. I was playing solo always. <laughs> Just boost yeah. with friends, dude. <laughs> and I had one other friend who got this game at launch and really liked just playing it, but he mm-hmm. was not in, he's not a trophy hunter and he was not into doing the Easter eggs really. Like he would always be like, yeah, let's give it a try. And then like, it's hard. So we would fail once or twice. And of course, zombies maps, if you get far into them, you're in that thing for like an hour and a half to two hours. Right. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of done over it. It's like, oh, great. Okay. So uh, damn, like two hours, bro. It can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Boom. Gone. Yep. But at least you got some progress on one of 25 weapons that you need to, <laughs> yeah. to max out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I did reach max level in zombies in this game. Like, I prestige in zombies. It had a separate leveling system compared to the multiplayer, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, again, I did play a decent amount of it. But what's your guys' experience, I guess, with zombies in Call of Duty? And does do those, like, Easter egg sort of things appeal to you at all? What's your thoughts there? too extensive man <clears throat> like i remember it being simple oh, oh gosh i can't remember which game it was but it was fairly simple to where you know i knew i can do it but now like i don't know how that is nowadays to call in and now you've kind of just enlightened me on what it looks like as far as easter eggs go yeah not all too excited about doing any of that because for me zombies mode the way I remember zombies mode is just seeing how far you can get with an onslaught of zombies every round, and that was fun. Just going up a bunch with like meeting up with my buddies and just taking on zombies. Like, was it the first one, Nocturne on Tolton? Very yeah, first Nocturne on Tolton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what zombie mode should be. Not all this other random crap that you have to do. And yeah, it's a it's a bit much for me nowadays. I prefer the very first zombie map that came out, mm-hmm. and this zombies mode is, I don't even know what this is anymore. <laughs> Just for reference, Noah J456, who's like a big zombies uh, YouTuber, because um, I got into this for a while, so anyway, um, he he has a guide, or like his first stream of him doing the uh, his first attempt at the solo Easter egg for that first map, 9, which is the easiest of the three maps, right? And his attempt was two and a half hours. So, attempt was two and a half hours. You're not going to necessarily get it, right? So, that's the level of time you need to be willing to, like, sink in to try once to do this thing. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, Just one of those, you know, with the way our, our time frames work, it just, that just wouldn't even work for me, you know? Like, I don't have a two hour plus span to just be like oh oh we're doing good it's three hours we're 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 closing it on four it's like uh, what Mm -hmm. i don't i don't have that to like you know what if you get two hours you plan two hours oh i I got really far in oh i gotta go here do this or you know it's like oh you just gotta quit or you know cancel on something yep it's a it's a young man's game i yeah yeah (laughs) So you, you did play Nocturne on Toten then, Daryl. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So for Black Ops 3, which is the... I mean, this is a hard trophy list. Black Ops 3, I would argue, is even harder. This is just takes a lot of time, I should say. Um, the Black Ops 3 game had a DLC pack added to it that was all of the Zombies maps ever from 
the previous Call of Duty games compiled into one. I can't. I think it's called Zombie Chronicles. And oh yeah, yeah, that actually sounded really cool. But and it did include that Nocturne Toten map, but they added an Easter egg to that map and shit too. So it's like, it's just, yeah, it's um, it's it's really cool. Like like seeing those little details and like. You know, I have a lot of respect for people who even find out that this stuff is possible in these maps. Like, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, there's some really obscure shit that you got to do in order to yeah. solve these things. And that's really cool. I you know, mad props to you for that. But I think for mm-hmm. the average player, they're just a bit too hard and complex. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do them, but I don't want it to be quite that difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to make it that difficult and challenging, make it a gold trophy. Yeah. You know, don't give me a silver. Right. Give me it's, 89 bronzes. According dude. to the the just in app, the the easter egg for the first map 9, which was the easiest of the three is at 1.2% to to beat it, to do the easter egg. And on the PSM profiles, it's only 5.35%. Wow. Uh, um Yo, speaking it, of Black Ops 3, yeah. I wanted to call out we had a uh, we had another community member PB Gent came into party chat. We were talking about Black Ops 4 and stuff and he recently he platinumed Black Ops Three, dude. No so way, dropped. dude! Holy yeah. moly! Um, Crazy. Well, congratulations but, to you, sir, because that game is what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, the time frame is you know since it adds up your whole time, it's four years and ten months. But I don't know what the actual wow. play, play time is. But that's the you know the PSN profiles like yeah. time frame. Yeah, that's but. crazy. I, wow. I mean, a lot of respect for you on that. The Black Ops, like we said, the Black Ops ones and the Treyarch games are by far the hardest of the lists for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got his most rare platinum. It's 0.74 on PSN profiles. Mm-hmm. So on the app, I'm sure it's like zero. <laughs> no, it's probably zero. It's probably zero point one. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. would not be surprised. So. <laughs> that's that's one to be proud of for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of these shooter games to be proud of. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall, got that one. Uh, Battlefield 3, just all kinds of... He's a Call of Duty, Call of Duty King, I would say. He's a shooter guy, yeah, At for least sure. in the yeah. Discord. Yeah, I mean, so I... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Since you were throwing numbers out, Colin, um, so you mentioned that um, uh, for, for the Zombies mode, there's 37 trophies there. Mm-hmm. And 25 of those are under 1%. Yeah, exactly. Trophy, trophy hunters are having a hard time trying to go for this. <laughs> and it, it reflects yeah. how hard this is. Yeah. And what's even more atrocious is that those 50, um, those DLCs, there's 50, total, 50 trophies total. You mentioned one, the one that's at 1.2% um, achieved by players. Mm-hmm. The other 49... 1.2% and below. Yep. Yep. It's almost non-existent. It's like oh, nobody's playing those or Trophy Hunters had just given up completely. I mean, it's just they're not. Yeah, they're not easy, dude. I, I think the best Zombies experience, in my opinion, if you're wanting to. I don't know about necessarily from an Easter egg perspective, but if you just want to go and play and have a good time, um, Infinite Warfare has the best Zombies. And. Mm. That has the Zombies in Spaceland one, and then the first DLC, which is Raven the Redwoods. Both of those are really, really fun and not too difficult. Like, you can do them uh, with just two players. But, yeah, the Black Ops ones are just 
like on a whole nother level. I think it's because that's what they're known for. And so they're really like trying to buy into that as far as their design. Like people were known for having really hard and intricate zombies maps. So that's like a big part of what they do with their releases. I can't I speak to Cold of... War at all. I haven't. Have you heard anything about the Cold War zombies? It's pretty. Uh, I don't know. I hear people are having an easier time with that. I know a guy who's adding them all to Call of Duty games, and I just platinum them a hundred percent too. This guy's a beast. Wow. And he he didn't say anything negative about Cold War as much as he did with Black Ops Four. I think he had a. I think he had a breeze with that game. Damn. It, it shows the same difficulty, just less hours. That's okay. what it says for the overall list. But. Okay. Yeah. I I think I might, you know, I it's weird because we're recording in July, mid-July. I've heard and seen almost nothing about the Call of Duty title for this year, which is presumably going to come out in November. And normally they do a really big blast on that in April, I think, April and May. So I'm curious to see what it is. But my point is, I think I'm, I might dip into it again this year. I took last year off and didn't buy it. But previously, I'd bought like almost all of them. And I'm kind of in the mood for one. So I'll check it out when it comes out and see. But uh, hopefully, you know, the Infinity War titles are much easier. If you're looking for trophies, you know, Modern Warfare, the newest one, is a really great trophy list. Really, really enjoyed that experience. And then... Modern Warfare 1 and 2 Remastered, I thought were really fun and, and fun to go for. And then, um, what was the one? Advanced Warfare was, a, mm-hmm. was another good list, I thought. I don't uh, want to talk about Modern Warfare. Pretty upset. What happened? <laughs> what do you there, it, was, it was on sale for 50% off, which is really good for a Call of Duty game. And I left it in my cart. And when I went to go buy it, it was $60. Damn. I fucked up, dude. I'm so pissed. Yeah, that's a bummer. Whatever. I'm sure at some point, too, we'll get but. Modern Warfare 3 remastered. The rumor was it was already done. They were just waiting to release it. Just to, maybe like, it'll be with this one? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's kind of how they've they've bundled them up. Or if there's a year they're light on sales, they'll just throw it out there randomly and be like, here you go, people will buy it. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I like those remasters so much is because there's not multiplayer or zombies included. It's just like the campaign. And so it's really just like a really solid you know, 15 to 20 hour campaign shooter experience that you can get a platinum in. So anywho, Colin, yes, I want to get your take on this. So one of those trophies where you have to unlock like the different characters in the blackout mode. Yes. So for woods, you have to get the woods bandana uh, from some location on the map. Mm-hmm. That's one of three requirements needed to do to get woods unlocked. You can shed some light on this, but how hard was it to stay up in the sky when you're in a helicopter? When you're in a helicopter, like in the very beginning when you jump out, you mean? Oh, for um, for Black Ops 4. So you know how the, the helicopter is the vehicle you can use to get oh, around? Oh, sure. Yeah. It it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to you. You made it seem like it was really hard to get up in the air and last 60 seconds. So you had to be a minute up in the air. It's just more that there's a randomness element to it. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Sometimes you can get in that and you're totally fine, right? Other times you hop in the helicopter, the helicopter spawned, and there's like 10 people that decided to drop there this time, and some of them have an RPG. It's just really like you can't plan on it. You know, you can be like, I'm going to go for it this round, 
but there's no way to like minimize those variables really and that that's kind of the hard part in, in general with that mode i would recommend that mode though like if you can find a game i thought it was really fun and i thought like the cool part about it was they took maps from multiplayer across all the previous black ops games and threw them in to the overmap or overworld map basically for blackout so you'd be like oh that's raid from black ops 2 or that's you know standoff from black ops 1 like and you'd play in those spaces again in a different way so that was pretty sweet but um yeah i had some good moments on there like where i would be like driving away on like a speedboat down the river and it'd be like oh you're getting locked onto by a missile and i would like dive out james bond style and go underwater at the last second while my boat blew up on top of me and it just it's a fun sandbox to mess around in for sure yeah he, he had a pretty difficult time staying up in the air i think a minute was a bit much for him and then you know doing getting the bandana and staying up in the air for a minute you also had to win the match so that's it's the hard so, part <laughs> yeah, that was the hard part winning yeah. the match and the thing that sucked too was that let's say you're doing duels or trios or quads even mm-hmm. whoever whoever wears the bandana that that person will unlock the character it's not shared amongst the entire team yeah so you know whoever didn't wear the bandana and win the match you know kind of shit out of luck it was weird because i actually had a, a trophy glitch on me in this game in a good way um if you go to super specialist fan the trophy in blackout unlock battery ruin firebreak seraph nomad profit ajax crash torque and recon i just like it just popped for me one time when i logged in to do it i don't know if they changed like maybe everyone unlocked those eventually and they just like made it a thing but that particular one is a 47.9% on the app, and it's the one that I have, whereas, like, the other ones are, like, 0.1%, <laughs> and uh, the third one is 0.1% too. So, yeah, like, I think it, the, the game either glitched for a lot of people and gave it to them, or they just decided to give people the characters as options. So That's, that's funny, because that's the complete opposite for you. You've always been glitched out of getting the trophy. Not I know. That, <laughs> getting that, the trophy <laughs> from a glitch. Yeah, that, for sure. Um, but yeah, so a couple of my rarest trophies on PSN profiles are from this game, so that should tell you something. <laughs> the, the game, the game is the game is tough. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add uh, about the Black Ops Four list? I'm good. Okay, I do own this game Cautious. physically, so even when it's not free on Plus, I'll still be able to play it if we want. So, so you, if, you, if you people, won't be adding that to your library, if people want to. Um, give zombies a try legitimately and go for the the easter eggs i would be down to attempt it but again i don't want people who are like i'm just gonna just play it for like an hour and oh it's hard i'm out you know because it's an 80 gig install or whatever so (laughs) yeah i'll play that game with you colin i'll play it i think it'd be pretty fun if we got like four of us in there and tried it on eli do it I'm just quiet. Um, All right, we'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that discussion of the trophy list and sort of, I guess, Call of Duty as a, a larger theme with trophies. And uh, yeah, very curious to see what the title is for this year. Rumors are that it is uh, World War II again. I think the, the working title was Call of Duty Vanguard or something like that. So we will see how it goes. All right, a um, little mid-year update here. So when we were doing our race back in 20... Was that 2019 or 2018? 
We did our ranch 2019. race. 2019. 2019. We kept track of how many plats we had earned throughout the year, plus our, you know, game we were playing at the moment and our current percentage. And a big part of that was, you know, again, just how many plats have we earned so far for this year. So we thought we would just kind of tally it up and um, give you our, our updates thus far. So, Daryl, what, what are we at right now for our totals? So for you, Colin, you got 10. You are leading the pack right now. That's right. July has nine close behind you. Mm-hmm. And I'm at seven. Okay. But all pretty close. All reasonably close. Mm-hmm. Especially because I'm not going to get another platinum here for a little bit. Or actually maybe one more, but then it'll be a little while after that. So <laughs> Nice. Very good. Well, with that update, let's get into what we have been playing. Eli, I see some caps here on the show notes and the doc. So what what have you been jamming out on? <laughs> some caps. Yeah. What do you mean? You got Doom Eternal. Oh, Doom is like all capitalized. Oh, I well, that's how you spell Doom. It. Oh, okay. That's I, how you spell Doom. I just, it, it, at first glance, it looked like you were just like, Doom! Fuck yeah. this game! <laughs> so, so. It is pretty fucking ridiculous. I will say that. I think you start with like four four bullets in your in your shotgun. That's your max ammo capacity. Mm-hmm. Four bullets. Four. Mm. Four. I mean, it is a shotgun. Like, how many do you want in there? For Doom, it's Doom though. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to reload the thing. I mean, what? I mean, it's not really realistic. So, sure. Um, I'm trying to pop some demon heads, you know, and then. Yeah, you know, I so I upgraded is like it's like 18 bullets, and that just still is not enough for for Doom. So you know, I turned the difficulty down <laughs> to yeah. uh, the easiest from it was from on normal, uh, and it's a bit easier, but it's still stressful, just not as much as far as the life goes. You know, you can you can get away with a little more, but it's still like even the guides, all the guides for the collectibles. Um, because I watched that this time and learned my lesson. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, even on those, it's just, you know, their screen is constantly plagued with the low ammo, low health warnings, you know, it, that it might as well just be on the screen all the time. I don't know why it even goes away because you're constantly low on ammo and health. And, you know, the combat works kind of the same as, as 2016, where the enemies have weak points and, uh, you know, the weapon variety, the weapon variety felt like a choice you could make to lower the difficulty in 2016. But now in Doom Eternal, it's really like a necessity to survive. That's how I would differentiate the two. Okay. You know, like you could pretty much blast through anything with a shotgun on Doom 2016. But now, like with Doom Eternal, you can't just blast through everything because you have four bullets. Yeah. Or, you know, if you upgrade, whatever. But still, you're you know you're you gotta really pick uh, what works best, or you'll run out of ammo. So let me ask you this: I've watched a little gameplay of this game, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it's it looks like there is a tool now to get enemies to drop every type of consumable you would need. So that's the chainsaw. Is, is that like the, the so the chainsaw one. drops ammo, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's something that makes them sweat armor shards. Right. So yeah, there's a, a f- you have like a shoulder mounted like launcher and you can uh, either fire. Uh, oh, wait, how's that work? So you got a grenade and an ice bomb. And then you also have this flame shooter, like a f- flamethrower on your shoulder as well. 
Okay. And so you can you can flame them up, and uh, when you sh- damage them, armor comes out. Okay. But it's like one or two takes of armor. It's not a lot, but it is pretty nice. I like that one. Okay. That, what does the uh, ice upgrade. bomb do? What does that get you if you use it? It just freezes them. Okay. So it's just like a a pause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a mix of like the runes and stuff and upgrades that like, um, that you can that you can use to get other stuff out of different things and. Uh, how fast those things reload and they they can be frozen longer or flamed up longer so you can technically get more armor <clears throat> but one trick i used in the beginning is there's um uh, there's so many different upgrades i think they were runes or one of them was a room one of them was like an upgrade but you could uh respawn barrels so and then you can also have barrels drop ammo and i did those two first right away so if I was really in dire need, I could blow up a barrel, wait for it to respawn, and blow it up again and get, you know, some ammo. Because hmm. you can also run out of ammo with your chainsaw, just like in, you know, 2016. But there is, like, it refills on the, you know, there's three ticks, and it, it refills over time. But it's a pretty long time, especially for Doom. Yeah. You know, it's pretty fast-paced. You don't want to just be sitting in the corner. Um I've never really even noticed it refilling. Like on me, I always just picked it up. Like there's still canisters to pick up, so fuel canisters for it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a lot harder. It's definitely a lot, um, you know, more strategic because um, you can you can't also you cannot bash enemies to their death. I it, tested it and yeah, you bashed can't melee them. Yeah. Yeah, the simplest enemy 25 times on the weakest enemy and no damage was done. But you can no. still glory kill them, right? And get health. Right. Okay. But you can't do that through uh, melee means. Right, you have you to have get to them hit down it, to... Yeah. You have to hit them with a bullet. But if you're completely out of ammo and chainsaw ammo, you're, you're fucked. You're, like, you got nothing. You can't do any damage. Yep. You can flame them up or freeze them, but that doesn't do anything without any ammo. Mm-hmm. So I ran out of Adamo one too many times, and I I turned it down. But I did eventually finish the campaign, and I used the guide. Thank goodness. I will never do that again. I've learned my lesson. Um, and the story was a bit meh. It was kind of it was kind of hard to follow. It, it it felt like fulfilling a prophecy kind of story was what it was what I kind of gathered. But it was just so epic. The scale was much larger than the first one. Uh, like you were, ba- like you were really battling through this unholy hellscape with demons that were that were larger than life. There were times you're walking over these like monstrous demons. I don't know how. It's kind of like God of War scale, you know. That's what it kind of felt like. As you know, as far as the trophies, the campaign was pretty easy if you use that guide. That's all you really, really need for trophies. There are two miscellaneous trophies, one for killing 666 zombies and, uh, and glory killing 33 demons. And those just come naturally through the campaign. Okay. Um, and it does bring back the mission, mission challenges, but they, they seemed much easier than 2016. So that was kind of nice. And so they're the really, really the only things that you need to keep your eye on. And then another really cool collectible, besides the toys looking really dope in this game, the toys look pretty dope. I was a big fan. Oh, the little um, like figures, like the mini yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this one had um, 
they're all the enemies. Oh, cool. And instead of the Doom guys, and they they looked pretty cool. I liked them. Maybe it was because it was. Well, I guess it wasn't 4K. It was 1080p because the fucking PlayStation sucks nut, dude. Yeah, I'm playing 1080p uh, right now as well. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, but so they introduced this collectible called the Master Coins. I'm pretty sure that's what they were called. And you could skip about half of the weapon mastery challenges through these coins. So towards the end, um, towards the end of the game, it starts dropping these uh, Master Coins. And so you just want you have to unlock all of the upgrades, but you can skip the master mastery challenge. Right. Okay. So that was pretty dope because there were definitely some of those upgrades that didn't jive with me. So I got to like that. The remote detonation on the rocket launcher is just like, what the who got time for that? Yeah. It's kind of sit sit around and wait to watch where the rocket's going and then blow it up. Yeah. I, agree. I, guess, I guess it could be useful for like pinkies and stuff, but still, even then, it's I don't know. That one's kind of stupid. So I got to skip the stupid ones. That was really good. I really liked that. So by the time I was done with the campaign, all everything was was done. Collected everything, upgraded everything, as as 2016 should have went, but it didn't. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it felt really nice. Uh, and then you do have to play one level with the famine cheat, which disables enemy ammo and health drops. And, right. Well, that's not so bad, though, because you can do it on easy, right? Yeah, okay. it wasn't bad. Just play the first level. And then the one other big gripe I had was the platforming. This was like Super Mario shooter. A lot of climbing and jumping and like unfair falling, it felt like, a lot of the times. And some of the stuff's really hidden. You know, as Doom's secrets were, sure. they kind of used that in this platforming where it was like, oh, how, how, where am I supposed to go? But you got to like jump around the corner and um, find find the ledge you're trying to grab onto. But Is there still an option you know. to upgrade your map to show you those things more? Yes. I okay. skipped out on it because I was watching a guide and upgrade everything else. Okay. So, but presumably I'm a little... you could do it if you... You probably could do it without a guide if you put points into that. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, no, but no, but you could probably. Okay. Because I think stuff is still glitchy in this as well, so don't do it. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, I just have the extra life mode, um, which is a little intimidating now because of how hard it was, but I think maybe if I start on the easiest difficulty, it might be all right, and I'm understanding the mechanics better, so uh, it shouldn't be too bad. But it's a new campaign, so, you know, I have to get all these extra lives, and it's a new save slot, so I don't have any upgrades, so... Do I have to collect everything again to get strong? Yep. You know, I was like, mm, I wish I maybe would have started it right on this, but also it's, I died a lot, so it probably would have been bad. Um, I guess you just make multiple saves and be like, if I ever die too much, I'll just load back to a previous save and have my lives back. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, yeah. I'm going to de- definitely do a bunch of backups. But yeah, um, I was going to ask why you haven't started this, Mr. 41 hours in doom 2016 you got more hours than me in that game i played it three fucking times so well, what's this about because i so i played what it the hell? pre-trophy hunting days i just played it for fun and then i played probably like 15 hours or 10 hours of multiplayer just for fun uh-huh. back in the day because it's because it's so good it, it, i did like the multiplayer in 2016 a lot it felt yeah. like the closest to halo that i could find on playstation so that that was what i was digging about it 
but but you're not you're not getting in on this this action dude i got other things doing? that are higher up on the priority list okay. right now what's yep. higher than doom you know it's, well you it's got you, mass effect 2 assassin's creed valhalla uh what i'm currently playing ratchet and clank so anyways anyways yeah, we'll get to it we'll get to it but that's cool though so you're almost there and uh yeah i'm sure you'll be happy once you're done with that one <laughs> yeah yep it sounds like it's not quite as, and I don't think it's going to be the case for me either, that I'll enjoy it more than the 2016 one. It just seems kind of, like, again, could tie back to the beginning of the show. It's just a little much. It's a little too much mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. The boss fights did feel a little better in this one, to be honest. There was a little bit more to them. Uh, somewhat the same. I don't know. They were they were okay. Okay. The last boss was different. Um, you have to, like, chip away at his armor and and his uh in his innards uh which was it was different i'll give it that because it was like this giant monster like like the god of war scale scale where on your like you're on like a skyscraper and you and he's like hovering over the skyscraper it's pretty dope Uh, it's a bit tough there's a lot of enemies in there but they they give you a fair amount of ammo and stuff so it was cool Roger that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, that that's it for me for Doom Eternal. Okay. Um, I've I've also been playing Minecraft. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 my son, my son got me got me sucked in, man. He's like he knows all this stuff, and I was like, man, dude, this this kid knows everything about Minecraft, and this game is so damn deep, dude. It's ridiculous. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, man, like so much back and forth too. I I don't really think it's that beginner friendly. No, as oh, like as not. as much of like a kids game it it appears to be. It's like a lot of the stuff's pretty realistic and like uh, you know, you got to use charcoal in a furnace to smelt your iron. But like there's so much like, oh, I want to make this. Oh, I need this and that. So I better go get these things. And it's a lot of that, like, chasing around to get the final goal. And it, it just doesn't end. It never ends, dude. It's like it's like the ultimate checklist game, that, but it doesn't end. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, don't you love oh, that? Oh, I'll just, I'll just get a couple of these, get a couple cows, chickens, and oh, wait, chicken, now I'm breeding chicken. them. And <laughs> now I have a now I have an automatic chicken slaughterhouse going on. Some berry farms, some yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's pretty wild. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. It's, it's pretty chill. A lot going on. A lot of mine. Do you mind? Do you, do you start farming? Do you, you know, go out and explore? There's, there's so much to do. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but I do. I own the Windows 10 version. Um, and that is my Windows is linked to, uh, my Xbox account. So I am popping chivos. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, I'll probably try to do something with completing this game. Uh, I really want the PS5 version because I want I want to play this with the ray tracing. I don't think my uh, 1660 GTX. I don't think it has 1616 Ti. I don't think it has ray tracing. It's not the RTX. Uh, and even if it does, I'm not going to push it because it's not like top of the line. I don't really know how ray tracing works uh wasn't looking into that when i built this but the uh i do want to play it on ps5 but the i'm i will say 
we complain about these DLC lists and being separate lists. But I am, now that looking at this game, I'm more of a fan of the PlayStation way where they are separated out. Because when I go to my Xbox app for Minecraft, it's like 114 achievements. I have 490 points out of 2,680. So the DLC is just, I don't know when I completed the main game. You know? Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's interesting. So I'm not a fan of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can go, you know, at a glance, I can't tell. I can go look it up and see if I've completed all the main game trophies, but it just doesn't, that doesn't feel as satisfying as like, look, the main game's 100%. I got my platinum. And even if you didn't, you like the main game's 100% and, and the DLCs below it are zero. This is not that way. Hmm. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. And I know there's so many of those DLCs, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know what the hell's what. It's kind of a, a fun, I think, just evergreen game, though. It sounds like one to just sort of play casually and not really worry about that stuff. And just like, if you don't feel like starting something and you just kind of feel like relaxing. And yeah, it sounds nice. I don't, I don't know. It's not, not relaxing for me. This you is sh- not my you personality. Chill. You just got to chill. Mm-hmm. I got to stress about everything. And why aren't my chickens hatching in the lava? Oh, and my blah, gosh. blah, blah. Oh I need to go get gosh. this. I need to go get that. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make that. That's just me. But I still, it's fun. Yeah. I can chill. Awesome. Well, I'm glad someone's playing it in the crew. We get to hear a little bit more about it. That's great. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Well, good. You got a, a nice spread there. Doom Eternal and Minecraft. Very different games. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, about as different as you can get. But that's yeah. all right. <laughs> Daryl, uh, what uh, what have you been jamming on, my friend? Uh, I've still been playing Star Wars Squadrons. I'm at 24% completion right now. And basically what I'm doing, I'm just focusing on the grindiest trophy on the trophy list, which is Ultimate Weapon. Destroy the thousand starfighters in, in dogfight matches. That's all I'm working on at the moment. There's two different modes, but this uh, trophy only requires that you get the kills in the dogfight matches so that's all i've been playing i think i'm pretty close to the um the trophy just underneath that one where you have to get 250 kills and yeah that's all i've been doing man another another grind just like friday the 13th man (laughs) yeah i'm always grinding man yeah always on the grind that's pretty good though 24 percent. that is good yeah Oh yeah, pretty much like a quarter through the weight uh to the game already, so some good progress. I did find um some components. That's what are the um the different parts you can upgrade your ship with are called to kind of help me get a you know, a few more kills towards that, that trophy. Uh I'm using the unstable engine and what that is is like let's say I get killed in a dogfight match, my whole spacecraft will actually blow up. And anyone caught in that AOE will just be killed, and I'll I'll get the kill because of that. Oh my god! So I can <laughs> I can get a like maybe one, or if I'm lucky, like a double kill, just because there's like so much carnage going on around me. I can get you know I can get some kills. It depends on the on the player's skill. You know, if I'm getting chased by a really good fighter, they tend to stay pretty far behind. Because I'm, I'm sure they're aware of that, or just they have God skills, man. They could just snipe me from across the map. 
and um secret minds secret minds are really good too so if i'm in a really intense dog fight um someone's chasing me i can actually offload mines from behind my ship to kind of like counter them and i i can get some kills that way too sometimes that's cool sounds like a pretty op op strat yes yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> sounds like the sounds like the barrel the barrel ammo thing, you know, one of those like cheater OP strats. Just doesn't catch boop. people sometimes. Um, I can I can get like I usually get the kills against like some some weaker players out there. But like I said, like most times it doesn't really get kills because there's a lot of really good players out there. Yeah, and they they know the game. They they know like you know. Most stay people away. probably do stuff like that, so mm-hmm. they stay away. Most people poop out mines. You know? Yeah, they're oh. just like, we know that's a thing, so we just got to avoid it. And Yep. It's got to be at least yeah. like relieving a little bit. Not in the fact that you're like pooping, but the... <laughs> you don't <laughs> like, say. <laughs> you, know, you, you know you got your six covered, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That shit where you die and you like leave a mine or whatever or explode, that reminds me of oh, like yeah. Call of Duty, how people used to Martyr do that. Down. Yeah. Martyrdom. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Martyrdom part. noobs. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one that was like that? That gave you like extra health? Oh, I can't remember. Martyrdom and uh can't remember, yeah. I forget, but that one was always a complaint. Oh for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. And I actually had to put that on hold because I really wanted to play Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. So um I completed the story. I'm currently at 32% completion, and that's basically most of the bronzes you you can obtain in your first playthrough. I didn't get any silvers or golds, and really like the story, Colin. Nice. So you played the game, and I think you rated it as an S-tier game. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably up there as well for me, just because I liked, liked it for a number of reasons. The story was great. Um, it's, it's well... It's pretty different from all the other ones I've played. And just love how it ties in the the whole Resident Evil universe. Because in part seven, the only sort of you know, reference we get to the Resident Evil universe is Chris Redfield appearing in, yeah. in part seven. And you know, probably like my thoughts at that time were, oh, maybe that was just like a random occurrence. You know, he just shows up. But in part eight, you know, it takes it even further. You know, you're moved to this village and you're kind of wondering, oh, that's kind of weird. But then you realize how essential this village is to the whole story. And you get a little Easter eggs throughout the game. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, I this is mentioned in like the first Resident Evil game. And then you see the Resident Evil symbol, and then it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Why is that in the village, you know? And then, like, at the very end of the game, you get a bombshell reveal, you know, the characters mention, and it's like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, in the, in the, I've, I've come to call it the lore room, because there's just one room with, like, 30 files in it <laughs> towards the end of the game. And what pisses me off is that I didn't read that. I actually... Oh about it and um you know one of the lore videos someone made and that letter was in there i had pretty much read everything else in the room 
but I missed that one. So I was really bummed I didn't catch it on my first playthrough. But that one was kind of like, like, oh my goodness, like, dude, this takes me back to the first game, how this all started. And it's it's probably like the reason why I like this game so much. It just ties everything in. And, you know, oh man. Hey, Colin, maybe you you, you might have recognized it, but I didn't. It got revealed to me through, like, another YouTube video. Mm-hmm. But that opening cinematic where, you know, the story is being told and you see the girl encountering all these different monsters in the story, they're all the same monsters as the lords in the actual video game. Mm-hmm. And they're mentioned in the same order as, you know, as you encountered them throughout the game. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it my first playthrough. I realized it on my second one. I thought that was very cool because for me, I'm like the horse. Horse doesn't seem intimidating or like you know the way that they portrayed it in the story, but realizing that the horse was actually like you know symbolic, symbolically like one of the um, the lords in the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you realize it when you're like, oh, I'm crafting an emblem for a key, and it has a horse on it in a certain area, right? And I was like, oh, right. okay, yeah. So it kind of all ties together. Yeah, it definitely does. My favorite part of the game was the uh, House Beneviento segment. I really liked that game just because of the, um, it was really spooky and creepy. I play that, like, this is the reason why I say, you know, these type of games you got to play that night. Because I played this at three o'clock in the morning, dude. And just that whole atmosphere, it like really started to like, kind of like, you know, get into my bones man oh yeah it's tense that whole time you're like kind of doing this very slow escape room puzzle and every time you solve a piece of it you expect something to happen and it's not until really like the very end that something happens and yeah it's it's cool it was just weird it's just like whole the whole dynamics of it's like first it's kind of like being in one big dollhouse and then the actual puzzle itself is like a mannequin so you're like pulling parts you know trying to solve the puzzles and as you get further and further into the puzzle you know things start happening the lights go off or you know you encounter this enemy it, it gets pretty wild but yeah you're basically yeah, dissecting was... your wife a dummy of your wife mia as the puzzle it's very interesting I, yeah my favorite part in the game like the whole entire game i i love that whole part and I wish the game was more like that, but you know, overall the game was, you know, it was really fun. And like one of the criticisms that I saw, you know, from the previous game, Resident Evil Seven, is the lack of enemy types. In that game, you, you come across like different variations of the mold, and like the Baker family, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And Evelyn at the very end. But Resident Evil Eight had a lot of variety and different enemies. And it kind of returns to this root. You know, Resident Evil has, like, a ton of different enemies that you encounter throughout a playthrough. Resident Evil 8 had quite a bit of that. You know, they had, like, their base enemy. And then from there, it kind of, like, there was a stronger tier. And then, like, maybe, like, a third, you know, even more elite tier of that enemy. And you had, like, the different lords um, that you had to fight against and... It was fun, man. The game just had so much going on. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned, you called this out, Colin, because 
after you did pretty much everything, you had mercenaries left to do um, just before you can pop the plat. And then you, you said you had some mixed feelings about that. And I feel like that's kind of like what everyone else is going through that have played this yep. uh, in the Discord. So I followed your approach where after I beat the game, I went straight to mercenaries. And for me, I've completed five of eight levels so far. Okay. Yeah. So I'm getting there. The sixth one is giving me some, some, you know, some, a bit of a challenge. What I'm trying to do is not only get the S rank, but I want SS rank because I want to get the lightsaber. Yeah, for your melee run. Yeah, the lightsaber just looks sick, man. But I feel like it's it's a weak weapon. I've actually never used it because I didn't get SS on everything. So I ended up using the Karambit knife for my um, melee only. Yeah. Lightsaber just looks really cool. It does, and then, like, for sure. The video that I've seen, it looks really weak. But, you know, unless I... You know, unless I'm using it, I won't be able to tell. In the videos I've seen, it looks weak. It just, it just looks badass, man. I want it so bad. <laughs> well, if you, yeah, the other knife is really good. I mean, you'll kill most, on easy, you'll kill uh, most of the enemies in like two hits, something like that. So it's not bad. Oh, yeah, I believe that. I actually, ha I actually own a Karambit, and that thing's super sharp. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I mean, if, when you get through mercenaries, you can totally combo. If you have a lightsaber especially, I would combo up your less than, what is, five heals or three? I can't remember. Your healing trophy, your speedrun trophy, and your melee only one, you can do it in one playthrough and knock that out and then go towards, you know, hopefully only two more playthroughs after that, which would be your hardcore and then your village of shadows. So. Nice. So, yeah. you know, if I get mercenaries out the way, I'll be... I'll be pretty good. Yeah, because you can beat the game in like two and a half hours after once you know what you're doing. So mm. your three playthroughs, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not that long. Yeah, the mercenaries, the the game as itself, you know, Resident Evil, it's always been just, you know, it seems long, but once you get the route down, it's really not that long. And I think I beat my first playthrough in like eight and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, mine was like nine something, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's not that long. No, definitely. Yeah, and the only other thing that I notice is that the the elevators in this game take forever. Mm -hmm. They are long. There's times where I felt like my game had broken. <laughs> it's because we're playing. I mean, I did too. I played the PS4 version. I've heard that's a non-issue in the the next gen versions because effectively those are the loading screens, right? It's just disguising it as a elevator ride. So. Yeah, in the next gen one, the elevator rides are like three or four seconds. Gotcha. Yep. I feel like that was more of like an atmosphere type of thing. It was just building up tension just because, you know, something pops out at the end of this ride. Yep. Mm. I mean, it's certainly the game on PS4 ran great. Like, I had no, I had one instance of maybe some sort of choppiness and frame rate dips during the Chris section. Um, if you remember when all the like plants, the roots start bursting out of the ground, all the like mold, you know, and you're running through the village. That's like the only point in the game where my like frame rate dipped a little bit. So, oh yeah, I I really like this game. I had, uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm still gonna have a lot of fun with it. Yep. And I'm excited to see what the future awaits for this game because you know the way the game ended, it definitely leaves it op open to another sequel. If 
that's what Capcom's going with. I Yeah, there's an interview I listened to yesterday with the lead writer for the game. He's on that Resident Evil podcast I listened to, and he was saying um, that the direction that the game ends in, he's pretty, he's like, you know, he can't say 100% because he doesn't want to get in trouble, but he's like, a smart person would infer that there's a direct sequel in RE9 that picks up where this one leaves off. So, um, yeah, so you can you can imagine you're going to get more resolution to the end of this game. And uh, they did also announce uh, that they're going to be doing DLC for the game, but they don't know what it is yet. They just were like, oh, the game sold really well. People want DLC. We'll do something. So they're making some sort of story-based DLC. I'll be curious to see what that is as well. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be good good to play. And uh, yeah, man, on that note, I got to hop off. I know. I got, I got somewhere to be, so yeah, get, take off. Pimp your socials real quick before you go, and then Eli and I will close out duo you know mm-hmm. sure all right guys you can catch me at the tall simone guy on twitch um i'm having plans to do uh, a stream pretty soon so uh stay tuned for that appreciate it guys sounds good have a good rest of your day sir we'll talk to you later See ya. all right i'll catch you guys later later all right so daryl did right. have to hop off as he noted so we're just going to finish out with the two of us and really all we got left to do is go over what i've been playing and i'll try to Try to keep it relatively brief. Um, I've, I've got four titles recently, but two of them are quick. So I finished Mass Effect, my first playthrough since we last spoke, and I, I finished it with 96% completion. So exactly what I said was going to happen, happened, where I missed literally one dialogue option in the very mm-hmm. beginning of the game that kept me from getting the platinum on one playthrough. But I... You know, I'm at 96%. I plan on going back and getting it at some point. I don't know exactly when, but that's a high enough percentage where I'm not just going to let it sit there. That's going to bother the hell out of me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the game was fantastic. I've talked about it in the previous episodes. I recommend this collection on PS5. There's almost no loading times, and as you would expect, and the game runs really well. It doesn't particularly use the 3D audio features or the, um, the DualSense features that great but it is an old game so totally give it a pass on that and like we said earlier in the episode it's a good length you know i really talked to everybody read codex entries i did all but maybe two side quests from what i could tell and i only spent about 25 26 hours in this game so that's pretty good right yeah i mean and it still felt epic you know i went to a lot of different planets and did a lot of different types of quests and you know i think mm-hmm. it's it's perfect in its length so is everybody like located on a ship or something does that lend to the short kind time, of since there's not like a lot of travel yeah kind like, of in-game travel right yeah there's so the way it works is um there's actually only four main missions but the four main missions are broken to like subsequent like smaller ones on the planet so you go to four different planets when you're on a planet itself you're in like a vehicle called the mako and it's uh you do some vehicle exploration it's very rudimentary it's just like you can shoot stuff you can get out of your vehicle and pick up stuff off the ground but there's not a whole lot to find right and Mm -hmm. the planets like the maps once you land are very contained like it's open world ish but not really so you're not going to be like oh my gosh it takes me like 20 minutes to get across this planet Mm -hmm. and um yeah so you do the missions and then on your ship is all of your crewmates and you can talk to them to get dialogue and stuff like that and during the missions, you'll reach points where you're talking to a person and you just want to make sure to always do all the optional dialogues before you like say, like, we're good and move on. And if oh. you just do that, you'll get most of it. Um, there is a hub world called the Citadel 
which is like your safe haven and like i don't know it's kind of like the center of humanity in this galaxy that you go mm-hmm. back to if you want to you can go back to it and there's like probably 20 of the side quests take place on that like small like hub world area so mm-hmm. you you want to go back to that pretty frequently and make sure you're talking to people but otherwise it's like again you know really straightforward and if you know who to talk to for the dialogue options my next playthrough should take like maybe eight to ten hours so oh really yeah because i can just press a button to fast forward through all the dialogue options that i don't need and skip the cutscenes and only do the main missions right like if you mainline the game you can probably beat it in like 10 hours so yeah it's, it's really not as big as like i was led to believe it was so yeah i thought yeah. it was mass i know massive effect and mass effect 2 i've heard is bigger um but you can also do it in one playthrough so the idea would be to, to get the platinum for that using a guide i didn't follow a guide for mass effect 1 and i regret it um because mm-hmm. I, we, we're learning we're learning so anyway that's Mass Effect. I also platinumed Astro's Playroom because I wanted to do something small and, and bite-sized. Uh, it took me only about three hours, actually, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I thought that game was amazing as far as a tie-in game. And, you know, and yeah. I huge Mario influences, varied gameplay, um, and it just it didn't overstay its welcome. It used the audio and the dual sense was so impressive on that with the controller. I, I was really, really blown away by that and just sort of the the celebration of sony and its previous consoles and everything about it was very just like i don't know very awesome i guess is the word yeah. so i know it's hard to explain but it's just fucking dope dude it's really dope <laughs> and it. the ending the the last boss fight was a lot of fun and unexpected i was really really into that yeah i thought i was done yep it's like oh and then and then you thought you were done again Yep. And you're like, nope. <laughs> I know. I actually died on them one time. I was kind of embarrassed, mm-hmm. but that's all right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like so, some of that was a little cheap, but sure. Some of the like, I don't know how spoilerish it is to that game, but like some of the the lava or whatever the flames and the jumping was just yeah, like, that's uh, okay, dude. That's like I jumped too. over that, dude. Yeah, I definitely did. Yep. But whatever. It's okay. Um. Mm-hmm. As a as a, a whole, like it's a it's a platinum that comes with your console that shows off the features and celebrates Sony in a way that's really cool. So check it out. Like if if you got mm-hmm. your PS5 and you haven't played this yet, I would be surprised. But just check it out because it's it's really good. So I'm surprised you didn't do the screenshot thing, man. I guess I know maybe you're just not a screenshot guy. I don't really learn. I don't really care about the nice screenshots, people. but yeah, we both ended up with screenshots of a monkey falling on his butt. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Yeah. I, I when guess, you could, when you could potentially have a a screenshot of Astro holding a platinum trophy, exactly, exactly. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I would say is we've talked a little bit in the Discord about, you know, should they do a full like longer version of this game, like make a mm-hmm. Mario, like Super Mario sort of style, like open ish world game for it. And I and I started off by saying yes, but I think I've come around to the idea that no, they shouldn't because yeah. they've kind of used a lot of really great ideas here, and I don't want them. I don't want any of the ideas to feel stale, and I don't want stuff to get old with a game yep. like this. Like every time you like felt comfortable with a gameplay method, it would change, and it was just mm-hmm. fast enough where you're like you could feel like you learned it, but it wasn't overstaying its welcome. So. Mm-hmm. I think this is yeah. just what it should be, and eventually when they come out with a PlayStation 6 or something, if they want to do another one, I'm all there for it. But yep. until then, uh, I, I don't think you need it. No, I think it might, it might. It would kill it. I think you're right. 
yeah be too much. especially like maybe another one but not like a bigger one yeah you know what i mean like yeah. we don't need a 30 hour astro experience no but maybe another four hour thing would be cool yeah four to five hours but, could be fun like you know I, I think my least favorite part of the game was when you were in the suits some of them were kind oh, of annoying yeah. so just making Super. it more of a straight up platformer and mm -hmm. like maybe still have those segments but just have them as brief segments and then just do longer normal platforming sections mm -hmm. I, I, I could yeah. get into that they but... didn't do any of the ps5 stuff in that did they in the labo no labo so they could do like a new ps5 like you're inside the ps5 and mm -hmm. you're like jumping around through it or something yeah like you uh, at the end you unlock the ps5 the dual sense and the pulse headset that's all you get there but oh, you do, huh? they could do a DLC level when the PSVR 2 comes out. That'd be kind of mm. interesting. Oh, yeah. That's probably what it'll be. A new rescue mission, too, or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's probably all we'll get. But that's all right. Um, yeah. So then the other two games I've been playing are Demon Souls and A Plague Tale Innocence, which we talked about that trophy list in our last episode. And it is mm -hmm. free free offering for July for PlayStation 5. Demon Souls, I'm at 28%. So not bad. I thought I was doing pretty well. Banana is already at 32% and Slugger is like, so like Banana's passed me already basically from playing like constantly, which is frustrating. You guys are too good at games. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm going to save the bulk of my conversation for that for, to the next episode because uh, mm -hmm. I've talked about it a little bit before, but I would just say I've kind of, um, I've been coming around to it more and I think it's probably my second favorite souls game now uh so yeah I, I, really, I really like it what's up <laughs> isn't it too hard it is hard <laughs> but i don't think it's too hard i've gotten to the point now my character is level 50 and i have some, some good items and stuff like that so i feel pretty confident and from what i've heard i've gotten through the hardest boss in the game the hardest two bosses in the game and the rest of it's supposed to be relatively straightforward so that's cool, cool. um I think the game is still a bit too obscure in some of its systems. There's the damage types, the way that items are named, the, um, yeah, the, yeah, the, world, say, the think... world tendency, the character tendency, you know, it's, they trim that out in the later Souls games, and I think rightly so. It's not needed, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what Pine Resin was. Right. The hell? Right. Very strange, so... Anyway, but really fun game so far. Again, 28% completion, and uh, that'll climb up more as I continue going. The, the three golds, right, to get all the rings, miracles, and uh, spells. So I have 45% of the spells, 66% of the miracles, and 50% of the rings. So nice. coming along. But um, the main thing that I've been playing, like another probably 10 or so hours of, is the Plague Tale game. And I think this game is awesome. A um, little bit of a sleeper hit for me, actually, this year. Like... I think it's kind of underrated. I don't know if enough people have checked it out. So it's a an action adventure survival horror stealth game is how it's it's how it's described, which is huh? a lot of adjectives. The way that I action would describe it to you, stealth? yeah, the way that I would describe it to you is it plays like Last of Us if you didn't have guns. So you can't just like shoot enemies from afar, but you do have a slingshot that you can like kill enemies with if they if they're not wearing a helmet. If they're wearing a helmet, you need to like distract them and get around them, or like craft a acid to get their helmet off and then he'll then kill them, stuff like that. So it's a little more um 
chill in its crafting system. I think you would dig it, actually. There's only like four or five things you can really craft. There's only a, a couple different things to upgrade. It, there's no skill tree. You can just like hold more ammo. Uh, your sling charges faster, stuff like that. And there's only three types of collectibles, and there's not a shit ton of them. So they're, it's very like just controlled. You know, they could have done so much more to make it like just bloated, and they didn't. And that's like what I really appreciate about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place in 1348. You're playing this girl named Amicia Del Rune, who's a, a noble. She's a, a princess, basically. And you're in France, and you're, the French country's been invaded by the English army during the Hundred Years' War, which was a, a real war. And also, the, the main theme of the game is um, the plague has come to France and to Europe. So in the midst of like this war, everyone is getting sick and dying from the plague, and it's being spread by these rats, which is, of course, true but, but um, historically. But it's, it's kind of embellished in this sense, and the rats are kind of like, evil characters in this game and they like will swarm people and like kill them and and eat them and stuff like that which didn't happen but it's based on real events to some degree are you sure not not to the same level but yeah i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure rats ate dead bodies but um this is like you can distract you can throw a lure basically and the rats Mm -hmm. will like swarm and kill a guard who's like fully armored and it'll just like chew him down to his bones in like 20 seconds which is like pretty realistic right um, but I've basically your, your brother is sick and your parents are killed in the beginning of the game. I don't think it's a spoiler. And your job is basically to try to get your brother to somewhere safe and to figure out what's wrong with him. Um, it ties in somewhat to the plague and it's a little bit supernatural in some degree. I'm, I've not quite figured out exactly what's going on with the story, but I just think, you know, the, the time period and the art style are, are very grim and very interesting. Like I've not played anything that takes place during this era before. And it all comes together really well in terms of like the graphics and the sound design and the music and the heavy themes and everything is dirty and everyone's dying around you. And there's really not nothing you can do, but like, you know, try to just like get through the world and just like survive. And, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's one of those things that's kind of hard to describe to Like, I feel like you'd really have to try it out in order to understand what I'm saying. But it is a, um, it was nominated for a shit ton of awards uh, when it, the year it came out and it reviewed, you know, pretty, pretty well. And um, yeah, I, I'd recommend everyone to try this out. I'm currently at, let's see here, I think 32%. I've completed chapter 11 of 16. And uh, I'm on track to get all the collectibles and stuff. There's level-specific trophies to be on the lookout for, so definitely use a guide and for the collectibles and the level-specific ones. But they're not hard. You just have to know to do them. And there is chapter select afterwards. And you don't have to, like, for example, if you're going back to get a collectible, you don't have to beat the chapter for it to save. You can just pick it up and then uh, do chapter select again. So overall, it shouldn't take you a super long amount of time. It says 20 hours on the PSM profiles guide, and that's probably about what mine will end up being. And you can do it all in one playthrough. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, really, really highly recommend from me. So if, if people are looking for a, a... It's not like a palate cleanser. It's a little bit bigger than that, but it's also, you know, if you play it and you use a guide, you're going to get the plat, no problem. So mm-hmm. I would would check it out. And uh, that's really it. So anything cool. else you want to add before we close out the show? Uh, no. 
Alrighty. Well, you can catch me on uh, on Twitch at CK Present and on YouTube at CK Present and uh, CK Present pretty much everywhere. Best place to get a hold of us, of course, is the Discord. So if you're not uh, not a member of that and you're a listener, please go and check it out. We'd love to have you in the community. And remember to check out our Patreon if you want to look at uh, other ways to financially support us and the show. Patreon.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast. I think that's it for me. Where can people find you at? I'm on Instagram, narstrider 13 d And uh, I got a couple of YouTube videos and uh, I haven't really been on Twitch much, but I'm there as well. And uh, yeah, Discord, Rocket League, always. Yep. Let's get in Minecraft. I did, we did get Realms. Yep. Indeed. So uh, we can start a big trophy talk world if people are into that. Maybe when the PS5 version comes out. <laughs> yeah, there but, you go. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you've enjoyed episode 37 of the show. Take care. Happy gaming. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.